This morning, I'm going to ask you to open your, up your Bibles to the book of Matthew, the book of Matthew chapter 13. Let's begin to uh, take a look at Matthew 13 this morning. And as we reflect on Matthew chapter 13, I want to share something with you because it's a uh, series of uh, parables that uh, Jesus began to, to tell. And as Jesus uh, shared these passages, uh, these parables, he says it like this. He says, not everyone's ready to receive the word. So what I do is I tell stories to nudge them toward readiness. And, and that, that reminds me of something else as it relates to um, the parables that Jesus shares. In Matthew chapter 13, we're going to look at it out of the NIV this uh, morning. And we're going to start in verse 24. Matthew 13, verse 24 through verse 30. Let's read it together like we know it is the word of his power. Now, Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. Now stop right here. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed what kind of seed? He sowed good seed into his field. Now, I want you to notice here the, the phrase kingdom of heaven. Because remember, Jesus ultimately would tell them that the kingdom of heaven is upon you, it's near you. And then he began to tell him, tell them, the kingdom of heaven is in you. So I want you to look at it from that perspective. The kingdom of heaven is in me. And he begins to tell them a parable about what it's like when you have an enemy. Let's read it from the top, verse 24, again, now. Jesus told another parable, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field, but while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. Look at that scoundrel. Okay, let's read the next verse together. Now, when the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? And he said these words, An enemy who did this? Who did this? An enemy did this, he replied. Let's keep reading. The servant asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered. Because while you are pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Verse 30. Let both grow together until the harvest. At the time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned. Then gather the wheat and bring it into my... Notice what's going to come out first. What's coming out first? What's coming out first? Okay, now I want you to get this because he starts this off by saying the kingdom of heaven is like this. There are good things that are placed on the inside and while you are sleeping, an enemy comes in and try to put some bad stuff in there. So notice this. What he's saying is that, he's saying that, look, uh, well, there's some good things. The word of God is on the inside of you. 
But the enemy wants something to come, on, come in. He, he places things in contradictory to the word so that he could cause the good stuff to be destroyed. Now, Jesus is telling a parable, and I want you to understand why Jesus is telling a parable. Again, uh, he tells that not everyone's ready to receive, so those that, that, that can't receive aren't ready yet. I tell them stories to, to ready them or prepare them for, he says it like this, receptive insight. Now, what's interesting is that I began to think about a parable very much as an um, adapter. Uh, because any of you that have gone uh, overseas or out of the country, what you'll recognize is that uh, not every country uses 110, uh, 110 votes. Uh, and, and your little stuff that you use here, if you plugged it in uh, in a 220, uh, a hair dryer, let's, say, let's just say you had a hair dryer, you plugged it into a 110, but you did not... Here and everything worked out well, but you did not have an adapter, and if you could connect to a 220 power, that it would burn your hair up. And so, what's interesting then is that we recognize that this is an adapter that he's saying, I'm telling a parable because what I want to do is that I want to adjust the power to the level that those that need to receive it can receive it and it doesn't blow their hair out. So he uses parables as an adapter. And, 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 and what he tells them is he tells them, this, 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 this good man sowed good seed, and I would believe that it's a good field. And so this good man sowing good seed in a good field uh, has something different to come up. And you know what I believe this is, is that when he talks about this and tells this parable, it really shows us how much God cares about us. Because he gives them instruction that they would not have known if they were apart from him. He exalts his word above his, what? Name. So he gives them instructions. And so when his, the servants of this man comes and they say, look, master, I thought you planted good seed. Well, where did these weeds come from? He said, it was the enemy. When did the enemy come? When he was asleep. Now, how many of you know that everybody gets tired? And the reason we sleep is because we're tired. And so everything is good when he went to bed. But while he was sleeping, something happened. When he was tired, something happened. When he had lost his energy, Something happened. And so we recognize then that everybody gets tired. I want to share this with you. Remember when Jesus was baptized, and as he was baptized, the, the, the first time you saw the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in the same place was when he was baptized. You saw the, the Son was there, and he was being baptized. The Father's voice came down, and the dove was the Holy Spirit. So the first time in the New Testament that you see the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit in the same place is in Matthew 3. And, and, and the Father says, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And I'm asking myself, how is God pleased with Jesus? Jesus has not done one miracle yet. He has not destroyed uh, uh, the, the works of the enemy yet. How is he pleased with him? 
And you know what? Uh, I began to think about, you know, we, we, we uh, dedicated children to, to the Lord. And, and you know what it's like is it's when your child begins to get up from crawling and take that first step. And you know when, when a child takes that first step, they're stumbling, they're, they don't look stable. But you notice what you do when they take that first step? What do you do? You start celebrating them. You start shouting. Yeah, you're so excited. But what's interesting is that you don't go back and say, no, 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 you were wobbling. Go back there and take that step the right way. No, what you were doing, you were celebrating progress. And Jesus, God saw how he was moving. God saw what he was doing. And you know what? God said that it's relationship that I'm most concerned about. And he recognized the relationship that they had together. And so when we recognize this, we recognize that Jesus went into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness for 40 days, 40 nights. And the Bible says, when he became tired, the enemy came to tempt him. Isn't that interesting? When he became tired, when Jesus got tired. Tired when he was at his most vulnerable state, when he was physically tired, the enemy came to tempt him. But Jesus began to say, It is what? Written. It is what? 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 And he just kept saying, It is written. He began to just continue to declare the word. And that word overcame the weakness that he had. Now, so we recognize that even in our own naturalness, we become tired. Everybody gets tired. Everybody gets tired. Come on, would you just say that? Because I want to make a point here. Would you, would you just repeat after me? Sometimes I get tired. Sometimes I've got low energy. Sometimes I need to rest and go to sleep. I want to show you something here because it's so important because when you need to go to another level, when you need to go higher, if you're going up a hill, it's going to take more energy. And you can't get to another level tired. You can't get to another level if you have no energy. You can't do it in your own strength. And so the purpose of getting tired is so that you can rest and have energy to go to the next level. And, and the concept of sleep, the concept of rest or tired in the Bible gives a, a, an analogy of being unconscious to something or unaware of something. And so this is an example then that during this time, if you, if you didn't like somebody, if you didn't like someone, what you would do is that you would go and you would put weeds, seed in their harvest so that it would mess up their harvest. So this story is not just an isolated story. It is what they did when they did not like somebody. And so this enemy came in and he waited until nighttime. And, and, he, and when the, uh, uh, the good man fell asleep, then he put weeds in his ground to mess up his harvest. And when his servants came and they said, wait, wait a minute. I, I thought you put good seed in there. Then where did all of these weeds come from? And this is what the, 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 uh, the point that I want to make here is that some of the things in your life you are dealing with is not because of what you have done. Hmm. Let me say that again. Some of the things that you've got to deal with with your children is not that you didn't raise them right. Some of the things that you've got to deal with in life, on your job, 
just in, in everyday life, it's not because you have, some of the things, it's not because you've done everything wrong or something wrong. It could be an enemy came in when you were unconscious or unaware and began to affect what you would ultimately produce in your life. And, 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 and so I want to say, don't act like you deserve what you're going through. Don't act like, well, I, I, I deserve it. Because some of the stuff you are dealing with is not because you deserve it. It's because you've got an enemy. And when you were unaware, the enemy came in and he began to sow discord. Let me, let me, let me give you an analogy here. Is, is that, you know, how many of you, uh, if you're here and you're, let's say, under the age of 30, would you just lift your hand? You're here, you're under the age of 30. Lift your hand. There you are. Look at that. Now, let me ask you this. When you were 16 and 17, you really thought you knew something. And you were telling your mom and your dad what you thought they did not know. Now you're 30 or moving toward that. You recognize how much you really did know when you were 16, 17. You know, when I was 25, man, I knew so much. And you know the amazing thing is when people who don't have kids see someone with kids and try to tell them what they should do with their kids. How many of you know until you've had them on your own, you ought to be unaware and unconscious? Now, the, 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 the more mature you get, the more wisdom you get, the more you know. And you become a different person at 40 than you were at 16. Why? It's because you have more wisdom. There are more things you are aware of. More things you are conscious of. And so because of the things you are aware of and conscious of, you become a different person. That's what this particular passage is talking about as well. Because the older you get, the less energy you have for things don't, that really don't matter. And that's why you have to pick your, you pick your battles. So, 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 so the older you get, the less energy you have for stuff that really don't matter. And so notice this. His heifers came along and they, they said to them, him, do you want me to pull the, other, the weeds up? Do you want me to pull the weeds up? And he says, no, wait. See, the people that are talking about pulling things up weren't authorized to pull it up. Because they weren't the harvesters. And if the people that were trying to pull the stuff up that weren't authorized to pull it up, they would have killed the harvest. So he says, no, leave it alone. Wait and let it grow together. And when it grows together, that we're going to get that weed first and it's going to burn up. Notice this. Who's going to do it? The harvesters, the ones who have authority. There are some things that have been sown unaware and unconsciously in your life that you're not, you're not aware of, you're not conscious of, and that, you know what, let me just say this to you. The person sitting next to you won't be able to help you pull it up. The counselors won't be able to help you pull it up. There are some things that only being together with God can allow that to be pulled up. And, and what he will do is he'll help you, first of all, recognize what it is then God will perform a surgery with his word that will not leave evidence that the enemy was ever there. And that's what happens in this particular story. The good man in this story was a man of faith, and he had the good seed that he had planted, and 
You know what? He wasn't worried about the tears. He wasn't worried about the weeds. Why? It's because he was fully persuaded of the power of the wheat. The word that you have heard from God is more powerful than any seed that the enemy can try to sow into the kingdom of heaven into your life. What God wants you to do is to recognize that he set, according to Hosea, a set harvest time where he'll make the life of my people good again. How does he do it? Look, this story started out good. There was a good man with good seed in a good ground. It started out good. The story ended up good where the harvest had been reaped. But in between the start and the ending, it got messy. But we serve a good God who will get the bad stuff out. And it will cause your story that he's written, he's writing on you about your life, to be good again. And so while you are being re-energized and energy, that's why it's so important that we need renewing. So important we need renewing. So important we need renewing. And let me just kind of share this particular passage with you, and I'm going to show you what God was talking about. In the book of Joel, chapter 2, God told them, he says, what I want you to do, he says, that there are some things that, that, that the enemy has sown. You, you, you don't know them fully, but I'm going to share those with you. He says, that what I want you to do is I want you to gather together, and, and I'm going to begin to remove those things. He began to say these words. He says it like this in Joel chapter 2. He says, be glad. Come on, would you read that with me, champions, like you know it is the word of his power? Let's read it together. Now, be glad, you, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully, and he will cause the rain to come down for you. The former rain and the latter rain. Now, what this is, is this is a re reference to restoring. This is a reference to restoration. It's a reference to when, when there's going to come a time where they're going to look and they're going to see that you're better off than you ever have been because the good stuff has grown and it's produced a harvest. He's, he's talking about the former and the latter rain falling in the same month. Isn't that interesting? Because he's saying that what I'm going to do is I can remove the seasons that go with the growth, the phases, the levels that I want to move you to. And that although you may have been unaware, may have been unconscious, that I will cause you to get there suddenly. And so I'm going to cause the former rain and the latter rain to fall in the same month. Let's keep reading together. Now, the threshing floor shall be full of wheat, and the vat shall overflow with new wine and oil. So I will... Now, let me just share something with you. He said that I'm going to restore the years, not the days, not the weeks, not the months. If you look back over your life and you recognize all the things you were unconscious and unaware of, the, 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 the times when you were tired, at times when you were trying to accelerate and, and you recognize that there's, there's something that's happening with my child. And I don't know what it is, but there is something that's happening. How did that happen? There's something that's happening in my relationship. And I don't know when and how, but something happened. Uh, there's something that's happening in my finances. And you know, I, 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 I thought uh, this, I thought that, but I don't know what happened. And you began to look at your life and you recognize that there was some good stuff, but there was some bad stuff.
And who sowed the bad stuff? The enemy. So what does God say? He doesn't say, you will restore the years. He says, what? I will restore the years. He says that I'm going to, what the, what the swarming locusts, the crawling locusts, the consuming locusts, and the chewing locusts. Each one of these eat different parts of a plant. Some eat the fruit. Some eat the leaves. Some eat the root. And the objective is to kill the harvest, kill the promise, kill the work that has already been put in. Now, the Bible tell, tells us that there was a first wave that came and a second wave and a third wave and a fourth wave that came. And what the first wave didn't destroy, the second wave destroyed. And what the second wave did, didn't destroy, the third wave destroyed. And what the third wave didn't destroy, the fourth wave destroyed. And so until things looked like there was no harvest, and God said that I will restore Bible tells us in Leviticus, when God restores you, he leaves you better off than you ever were. And do you know, church, this is about God's name. This is about his covenant. And this is about his promise. And he says that when you come to me and begin to call on me, he says that when you come to me and call on me, when you worship me with all of your heart, when you come to me and call on me and turn from the ways that you've walked in, the things that you were unaware of and unconscious of, I'll cause to be out of your life and I will restore to you the years all different types of locusts have taken 